Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Life Wealth Podcast. My name is Jason Harwood, CEO of Life Wealth, and joining me as usual today is James Vandaloo, the head of Life Wealth's Investment Committee. Good afternoon, Jason. Nice to see you, James. You too. Nice uh, to be back in the same room again. Absolutely. We're uh, just for everyone uh, who's listening to the podcast today. We're actually in LifeWell's boardroom, so it's nice to actually be in the same place uh, and, and and be into uh, into our office for a change. So uh, good to be in here. Uh, there's three of us. Normally there's twenty five. So we've genuinely got some uh, safe social distancing space. Um, Just before we kick in with the podcast today, I I thought it was just important to let everybody know if you are listening to this podcast through the the website, um, we are now available uh, with the uh, podcast on multiple podcast platforms. Um, The most obvious two that jump out straight away are Spotify and iTunes, just a case of going to your platform and typing in Life Wealth Podcast. I think if you just type in Life Wealth to iTunes, it comes up straight away anyway. Um, So we're really pleased that it, it makes the listening experience a little bit better. You can listen on it to your phone more easily and, and things like when you're walking around, if that is what you choose to do. So um, James, let's kick in. Obviously, as we say, it feels like all we talk about when we start these podcasts is there's been a lot of change. Yes. Um, again, obviously, over the last three weeks or so since we last had a podcast, um, we've started to move broadly in the right direction. Um, again, that's with the, the virus itself and, and you know um, better health outcomes with less people being affected, particularly in Australia. Um, obviously, we're going to touch on that, but we'll then talk about the impact on portfolios and markets and things like that. So do you want to start perhaps talking about restrictions and, and you know those types of things? Yeah, I think it's, it's great. We saw over the weekend that most of the Australian states have just started to lift those restrictions a little bit. And we saw Dan Andrews here in Victoria to a press conference yesterday and looks like here in Victoria he's being a little bit cautious than elsewhere. But it's at least nice to start to move forward and actually have a few target dates in mind where we can actually start thinking about getting back to a semblance of normalcy and, you know, getting getting back to work. So um, so that's good. I'm a little bit upbeat personally about that. Yeah, but my, my sense is just talking to a lot of people over the last 24 hours, you know, people in the team and, and just other other people that you talk to. I think there's just a natural um, sense of optimism because you can go and visit your family. I mean, you, you, you realize, you genuinely realize when you've had that freedom taken away from you, just how much you enjoy being with your family. That, that's exactly right. And, and days like Mother's Day mm. really comes home to roost. And um, if there's one positive to take from it, some of the things we might have taken for granted, mm. uh, family, friends, in my case, football, mm. Um, you know, you come to really appreciate them and I'm really looking forward to uh, getting back to spending more time with them and at them. Yeah, it is funny because obviously we know we do have a lot of football clients at, at Life Wealth and, uh, you know, for many of us, you know, we, we really love our really love our footy. Um, there's a part of us, we, we joked around in the office about no footy, what are we going to do on the weekend? You actually find out there are some other things you can do, but uh, it would be nice to have some football back now. I've become an expert gardener. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Words I never thought I'd hear out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. um, so, look, I think for, for many of the people who would listen to, uh, listen to this podcast, obviously, uh, you know, everyone's keeping very much abreast of everything that's happening with regard to COVID and restrictions and all those sorts of things. Um, why don't we talk about, I guess, markets and, and portfolios and things like that? And, and, you know, one of the questions that gets asked a lot, I know of you and it's certainly of me, um, you know, when you're talking to family and friends and, and people in, the, in, in life wealth as well, is you know the the market in the US, notwithstanding last night, the market in the US seems to continue to push forward. 
but there's all, all this talk about, you know, recessions and it's going to be so bad and, and, and all those sorts of things. You know, how do you, how do you link a share market that's continuing to push forwards and upwards with the talk about recession and the economies being so bad? Yeah, I think the, the, the best way to explain that is knowns and unknowns. Mm-hmm. So when we started this crisis, there was a lot of unknowns. There was a lot of uncertainty. People's view of the future was really unclear. Yes. That causes panic. That starts a vicious cycle and, and a spiral. And when you don't feel confident, the natural reaction is to step back. Mm-hmm. And if everybody steps back at the same time, you get a liquidity event, and that's that's exactly what we saw happen in March. Right now, a lot of those things are still are still present. The virus is not not over. It's yes. not yep. it's, the, the coast is not clear, even though the you know we're moving in the right direction. But I think people can understand it. They've seen government response. Um, they know where we are. It looks like we'll get close to a bottom in economic activity relatively soon. If not, we're already past it. So people are starting to take a view of the future and they're pricing in the future. Mm. Um, Now, they're pricing in that pretty aggressively. They're pricing in that we are going to have the V-shape, which was the best case scenario, and we're all going to go back to the way things were pretty quickly. Not sure that's actually going to be the case, but that fear and uncertainty is, um, is certainly past us and that's why people are going don't you understand the economy is going to be horrible yes we know don't you understand earnings are going to suck in the next three months yes we know Mm. Um, the markets had an opportunity to price that in Um, for markets to fall further you again need a change of circumstance where there's fear and unknown for people to step back again but that's a really interesting thing we've talked on this podcast before and, and all financial advisors know this you know markets aren't necessarily about numbers they're about emotion and they're about uh, fear and uncertainty and um, fear and greed and things like that but it's also you know the 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 market doesn't necessarily take into account the human condition and the human mind Um, and there was something you said in there that that i thought was really telling Um, if you think about where we are today and we've just had two months let's say of lockdown and we're not going to be able to go out and see our families and can't go to work and everything's bad we look back on that now and go, oh, yeah, it was a bit tough, but, you know, everything's good. We're all pretty happy. We're going to see our families now. If you go back two months and say you are not going to be able to see your families for two months, you're going to be locked down, you're not going to be able to do anything, the thought of that prior to going into that is horrible, absolutely oh, horrible. The thought looking back yeah. is, oh, oh, well, we got through it. And that's, and that's the human condition. That's exactly right. And, and also... There were some horrific forecasts of what mm. the potential for this virus to do on the health side of things back then. Mm. And people, you know, in, in Australia, I, I was reading documents that were basically advice to government telling them it was inevitable 60% of the Australians were going to get mm. this virus. Well, well uh, uh, Merkel in Germany said 75 or 80%. Mm. And, and, death toll numbers that were horrific. Mm. That's a pretty huge thing to digest. And fortunately, through the policy response or or whatever, it looks like that's not going to happen. So the reality is we've had a better outcome than what people's minds were visualising 
two months ago. Agreed. And, and so um, I think before we talk about you know things we potentially need to be a little bit mindful of, and we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves with regard to share markets and investments and things, um, we were we were talking through a really interesting graph we came across yesterday or last night, I think it was, um, showing a correlation between. Um, uh, I think it was testing in the in the US yeah. uh, and and the share market. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And um, the the other thing it was showing was testing has ramped up a lot. Yep. And the number of positive test results has gone down a lot. So mm. it's down to about five percent of tests, and the and the yep. testing is many multiples of what it was yep. two months ago. And that's partly about the change in New York as well. Clearly, New York was just a, a, a horrible hotspot where, you know, testing rates, um, the, 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 the positive tests as a, as a percentage were so high relative to what they're finding as they get out from New York and in the rest of the country. Yeah, fortunately, um, you know, that, that is the case. Mm. So, um, so that's a positive is the, the spread is certainly well under control. Now, the big test for that will be as we loosen and we start going back to more normal, will it get worse again? And will we have yes. a second outbreaks? Mm-hmm. That's not priced in markets. Mm. So there's your risk um, to markets in the short term that you have little hotspots, you have more economic activity, clamp down and we go backwards yep. because right now we actually think we're coming out of it. Mm. So if we have to go back, you're going to get that, oh, no, here we go again. Yep. And I don't think the markets will like that very much. Yep. Um, and that's a risk. I mean, one thing we, well, I wrote about and, and have spoken about was a few weeks and months ago, I was quite optimistic that the antivirals were going to be able to do a really good job of controlling the virus until the vaccines can come. Yeah. Um, and this is Gilead as well. And it's, Gilead, yeah. It's been so, you know, the, the test results have been all over the shop. That, that's right. So I'm actually probably a little bit disappointed. Mm. It's, it's not as good an outcome as... I was hoping and optimistic, and you know why was I optimistic? Um, so it is a virus. Um, HIV was a virus. There's yep. been many viruses. We do end up being able to control them with drugs. So it, it was always going to happen. Um, I thought it would happen quicker than it actually has. Yep. Um, some of these trials seem like they're okay in the early stages if you yep. get it early, but when it gets more advanced, they're not doing much at all. So. Um, so that to me is a little bit of an asterisk saying, well, I thought we'll probably get some really good antivirals which would help get us through yep. to vaccine. That doesn't seem clear to me. So that is a risk if we get further outbreaks. We are going to have to yep. really damp down activity again. Yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah, it's, that's definitely concerning, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just sort of that shadow that's just on the horizon kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, when, I did, when I did write something that, I was optimistic. I did have a few clients that said, oh, maybe you, you, you're jumping the gun too yeah. early. Yeah. Well, a couple of months later, guys, I, I, I think you're right. Mm. So, um, yeah, it, it hasn't been as as good an outcome as yeah. what I was what I was hoping a few months ago. Yeah. Having yeah, said yeah. that, um, the market's probably higher <laughs> than what I... Yeah, despite that. Yeah, despite higher. that, um, than what I probably, uh, probably would have thought. Mm. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so, do you want to talk a little bit more about markets and the outlook, and I guess you know impact on portfolios? And I know you want to touch on share purchase plans and um, companies raising money and things like that as well. Yeah, interesting ones. So, um, you know, because we are, we're getting texts and calls. You know, have we missed the boat? Is the market has it bottomed? Um, gee whiz, it's um, it's it's a tricky one. Um, my gut feel is. As long as we start on the trajectory that we are and we don't have more problems with the virus and, mm. and let's call it second round shutdowns, the market probably has bottomed. Yep. Um, so we're looking forward and it's, it's, it is the, the market at least, not the economy, is following that, that V re- recovery and, and looking across the bridge, which is sort of what we yep. talked about. Um, Will you get another opportunity to do some buying over the next few months at a little better prices than today? Again, if I had the crystal ball, I'd, I'd already be in Monaco, yeah. retired and not, not working. <clears throat> My gut feel is we will. We'll, we'll get some opportunities. It may not be that total panic sell-off that we had in March, and I, I hope it's not, and, of course. I, and I doubt it. Mm. Um, why? You might remember at the time. I actually genuinely thought that was more about what was happening in credit markets than it was mm. the equity market. Yep. Um, credit markets, the spreads are narrowed. Um, th- that fear's gone. It's by and large gone. It's not quite back to back to normal, but it's come in enormously. So that's my fear gauge and dislocation gauge. Yes. Um, now, if that's cured, it's unlikely you're going to see that manic liquidation that we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's going to be some pretty ordinary earnings results and that might give us some opportunity to buy some businesses when they, you know, they get a whack because yeah, sure. they've, they've disappointed in, in, yep. in the short term. So I'm, I'm hoping that we do. Um, is this the start of a really big run-up? Again, no one knows for sure. I don't think so, though. And if you look at the US market, in the last few days, the sectors that are leading the US at the moment, healthcare, IT, communications, and some consumer discretionary, of which Amazon is by far the biggest yep. cons- constituent in that index. Mm-hmm. Um, the laggards at the other end- Financial services. You've got your energy, industrials, mm-hmm. Financial services, start of secular bull markets. Those are the sectors that actually lead things. Yes. So, um, I doubt there's massive leg up in the yep. market. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, here, unless coming into the U.S. election, uh, mm. the old pres does a really big stimulus type operation, yep. but to me, that doesn't look like a market that's ready to run and break new highs. Absolutely, and, and, and this is the point we, we often make, we've talked about this so many times, signal and noise, signal and noise, signal and noise. Um, things can happen, the market can go up, but but fundamentals, uh, as the name suggests, they're, they're fundamental, yep, and and we use those as indicators of, of what's actually taking place. And I think that's a really good example to use. Yes, it might be going up, but looking at fundamentals over generations, you would suggest that this is not a big runner. Well, that's right. It's a very narrow band of, of businesses and they're mostly in that 
IT, that yep. giant mega cap tech yep. that are dragging the market up. Yep. It's not a healthy market where there's a whole lot of breadth and depth and it's all, all pushing up. Um, so to me, that says we can afford to be patient here and uh, we've probably got, you know, six months plus to really have a good look at things and take opportunities as they come more from an individual stock perspective to help get us set for the for the next few years. Could be wrong, of course, and I guess at the end of the day, our clients would be pretty happy if the market keeps running because even though we've got some cash to invest, most of them have got plenty in market, so it yes. wouldn't make them happy. Yep. Um, but I doubt it. And Australian market's been strong, but it actually hasn't gone anywhere yep. since the middle of April. So then the last few weeks it goes up, it goes down, yep. and it's, it's sort of treading on the same spot. Yes. US um, had a 61% retracement and um, has hit that and sort of is just lurking a little bit under that. And I... I think we would need some pretty good news to break that. That makes perfect sense. Um, I guess talking about opportunities, and, and perhaps this is the last thing we might touch on, um, share purchase pl- plans, capital raises, these types of things? Yeah. So there, there are a few at the moment. Um, I'll just stick to some names that are, are common with a lot of clients. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of clients own NAB. They probably wish they didn't in the last uh, last 12 months with, with the banks. Yep. Um, NAB share purchase plan is at more than a 10% discount to the current stock price. Um, as, as we've said, I, I don't have fear about the banks in terms of them being at any risk. I'm not super bullish on their prospects for growth in the next few years. Yes. So I'm not too sure I'd want to be adding to NAB personally. Mm-hmm. But to me, it looks like a pretty good opportunity to actually take up the plan, buy the shares at a discount, sell your existing holding on market mm-hmm. and um, there should be 10 or 12% arbitrage and that's almost the dividend you would have yep. lost yep. Um, in the last last year. Mm-hmm. So um, there's some money there, so I think we should do it. Um, a couple other businesses, uh, Cube Logistics and ResMed, both raising money, I think for good reasons, for growth. Um, there is an opportunity to add holdings for those. And it's also at a little bit of a discount too. Yep. So they're definitely worth taking. Um, the team will be writing letters with that recommendation probably in the next few days so we can try and participate in and to existing plans. holders. Existing yeah. holders. Yeah. 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 I think that's important. So so we won't be writing to everybody because it's for it's it's for existing holders to participate. Exactly. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Um, anything else you wanted to cover off there with share purchase plans and, and opportunities or is this... Uh... Yeah, pro- probably not. We're, we're, we're not too excited at the moment mm. as you, you probably got from the from the gist. We're, we're being patient. Um, will things come back to us a little bit? Uh, I hope so, but, you know, no one ever knows for sure. And, you know, we're trying to push through as many reviews as we can, get in front of everybody and just make sure we're comfortable with positioning uh, because... As I said at the start, even though we're on the improve, it's not going to be the exact same world as before we started. Things have changed a little, so we just want to make sure we're um, we're absolutely comfortable with either our managers or our direct holdings that they're going to work for us to achieve our objective. Um, as I've heard you say many times, I think on podcasts previously, but certainly in client meetings and uh, at seminars and things like that, um, for, for large periods of time, our role with regard to investment strategy is quite boring. 
It is. It is. And um, again, most people haven't made too many crazy changes through this period. And again, it was probably the right decision to not panic during mm. the panic. Now things are fairer value. They're still not quite where they were. Yes. But it gives us a more stable environment to make better decisions, not doing fire sales, uh, restructure portfolios, and that volatility has gone down where we can make these moves. So um, we'll be starting to get more active with clients face-to-face or on the Zoom more likely, face-to-face, and just making sure we're really comfortable with portfolios. Fantastic. Um, I think that's probably a great place to, to wrap up today. Anything else you want to cover off for? No, no, I think that's uh, that's enough for one day and um, hopefully things get a little bit easier and we look forward to seeing a little bit more of you face-to-face. Exactly right, exactly right. Um, thank you, everyone, uh, for listening today. Just a reminder that... Uh um, the podcast is now available on a number of uh, a number of podcast platforms, um, Spotify and I, Spotify and iTunes, the most common ones, but there certainly are others as well. So if you receive this podcast in a newsletter, we'll have listed all those in the newsletter as well. So uh, we hope that makes uh, being able to listen to the podcast a little bit easier. Um, so James, uh, thank you again today. Thank you, Jason. Always no a pleasure to have a chat. Indeed, and we'll uh, we'll talk again shortly, no doubt. Uh, and from myself, Jason, and the entire team at Life Wealth, as always, we're definitely here to chat if you need us. Thank you. Thank you.